Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. And today is absolutely Wednesday, September <laughs> the 20th, 2023. Jay, I think that's funny for some reason. <laughs> Brother, it's just the way you – it's the presentation. I'm just... I, got the, I got the cadence. <laughs> As you just learned, I'm joined as I always am at 63% of the time by Mr. Cole Pinkson. Mr. Jayhead. How about you, fellas? All right. How about you? We're back up. We were at 55. Now we're at 63. Is it, um, is it because I'm in the man cave today, Jeff? Yes. Extra. Three bonus okay. points. Look, as my sister once told me, C's get the breeze, Alan. <laughs> so, oh. you know what? We're almost at a C, baby. Oh, that is true. Hey, uh, what we're going to do today, we're going to get some questions from the corner pretty quickly. We're going to talk about some new offers, some new uh, some new news as far as recruiting goes, the business we've we've seen over the past few days. Uh, lots to talk about recruiting-wise. This is your recruiting show. Uh, first and foremost, dude, listen, we want to welcome in our new sponsor for the show. At least, at least once, at least this show. HelloFresh, folks. Have, yes. If you haven't heard of HelloFresh, you need to know now. Uh, fantastic, dude. I have been taking advantage of it. Uh, this is this is kind of how it works. You know, it's kind of like a uh, deliver a meal, right? Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part. You get to take the credit. I have done this twice already. Uh, when it comes to options, big, big inventory here. Honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 items, add-on items to choose from every week. This past week, big dogs, I had – this is me and Jessica and the, two, and, and the three boys. We had the HelloFresh uh, Tex-Mex beef taco pies. Check oh, yeah. that out, big dog. Like it. Listen, the the kids they won't eat hardly anything, dude. They love this. They love this. I was like, man, that's that's a big win right there. I mean, that's dude. Everything is included. I mean, even the daggum uh, red onion. They they throw the red onion in there, and then so we, we we were like two nights later, boom, family chicken sausage pizza fondue. I, I thought this would be a miss with the kids. Huge, dude. Even Luke, Luke's a little ten year old. He won't eat crap, dude. Unless it's full of sugar, he, lo- he loved it. And, and man, it came like this. Uh, uh, it kind of little. It's not a cooler, but it was enough to give me confidence that nothing is spoiled. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little bag actually. Uh, but everything you need, cook it up, dude. It's like it's like you're making a big scratch home. You know, not homemade, but a big supper. Um, and they've just brought all of the ingredients to you. Here's the instructions and cook it. It's fantastic, dude. I'm a huge fan now. Hello Fresh. Go check them out. Yeah, big fan. Go check them out. Listen, we've got a promotional code here. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50AuburnLive and use code 50AuburnLive for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Huge deal, folks. HelloFresh, 
if you got a small family, you're real busy, you got soccer practice and all this, man, this is a perfect uh, one-night supper for you. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 Auburn Live. It's 50 Auburn Live, uh, all lowercase one word, and use 50 Auburn Live for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Appreciate HelloFresh jumping in here with us, big dogs. Jeffrey, they're, they're really good about promo codes, too, all the time. I mean, I've been, me and my wife, Emily, we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, actually, HelloFresh. Yes, HelloFresh. And, man, the way that groceries are, you actually save some money on these meals. I'm not lying. You really it includes everything down to the seasoning that you're going to put on your food. Everything. And you know what I like best? You don't get left with a bunch of leftovers either. Like, it is for that meal and you don't have your fridge just completely jammed up with stuff that you're never going to eat, so you're not wasting food. And you're right, Cole. Per the pound, you are absolutely saving money. Um, you're not paying those gas transportation costs and everything else. So mm-hmm. those of us that are worried about that bottom dollar a little bit that are in that middle class with me, this is absolutely the ticket. I, I love the honesty of HelloFresh, too. When you go in there and you're picking your meals, it's like, do you care about health? You're like, no. Eh, I can take it or leave it. <laughs> All right, so we got some burgers. We got this. Like, okay, okay let us take you to the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, uh, well, good stuff, man. It opened my eyes. I am a big fan. HelloFresh 50, Auburn Live. Go check them out. Uh, we, we appreciate them. What we're going to do is uh, we usually wait till the end of the show to uh, to get our questions from the corner. But, man, it feels like by the time we get there, we've talked about a lot of subjects that people are asking about. And we want to uh, we want to let them dictate the show, at least the first half. So we're going to get right into the questions this week, and then we're going to talk about some things on the back end that uh, we think are relevant to the Auburn football recruiting fan. Uh, first question up today comes from J.F. J-A-F-A-U-R, are there two or more or two or three commits that you predict a big jump in the rankings? Uh, this is a pretty popular question. Everybody wants to know, man, is any of these Auburn, are any of these Auburn commits going to get a bump in rankings? And if, and if not, well, let's just say, who do you think are the four or five most likely? Who would you nominate? Cole, we'll start with you. Who would you nominate? Who's a couple of guys that you would nominate for a rankings bump? You've seen them more than we have. I would not be overly surprised to see Walker White get a little bump. Okay. The reason for that, I mean, yes, I, I, I got you. Okay, I, I, it's it's an overplayed narrative. I get it. The, the the competition he plays is not great. Okay, I, I agree with that. You can tell that on film. It's not that great. They're blowing everybody out of the water. But, man, his mechanics are good. His mechanics are good. He's doing crazy stuff out there, being as big as he is, 6'3", 230 or whatever. Jumping over dudes. I, I just think he's got a ceiling for the quarterback position because of his tools. So he's going to get a little bump, I think. Um, I, I fully expect DeAndre Carter to get a bump because hmm. um, he is the three-star with on, on three right now. And, I mean, I don't know what on three is going to do on that, but I feel like they would give him okay. a bump. I think he's that good. And then if I'm picking one more um, – He's already gotten a bump, but I've seen him in person now. It's got to be Bryce Kane. That dude can play. He's too fast not to be a, you know, mid-four-star, in my opinion. Auburn, I mean, not Auburn. On three, Charles Power puts up a lot of incentive on uh, – not a lot of incentive, but a lot of uh, – Emphasis. Emphasis, thank you, J-Head, on (laughs) speed. He loves speed. Uh, So, J-Head, who do you got? 
Well, we're going to stay in that same vein of badass, nasty speed, and we're going to stay with Bryce Kane. That was number one on my list, and yes, he is a four-star with on three, but I do feel like industry-wide, his star is on the rise. There are a lot of people that are paying attention to Bryce Kane right now. I mean, it helped to have as many reporters as we did at that big game for people to be able to see and be exposed to what he can do. Um, The next one, Jalua Salman for me. Outstanding senior season. He's really showing versatility on both sides of the ball. I think on three has him as a consensus three star, or as a three star, but he's a consensus four all the way around. Uh, but I think with on three, he's going to rise somewhat. And then Cole, I am shocked, shocked this guy was not on your list. But oh, wait, I was, I was going to go back and say it actually. T.J. Lindsey yeah, is an absolute four star. Those are three guys to me that will definitely – and, look, I think Auburn's got some on the commit list, if I'm being completely honest. They're going to fall some. Sure. Those three to me that are absolutely on the rise and guys that you can bank on will be higher than they are right now come the December signing day. And, uh, and Jim, you and I, you know, we, we talk about who we like and who we – you know, everything that we like about certain guys. But as far as a ranking standpoint, we we don't exactly know what Charles Power's thinking. Right. But – you know, with T.J. Lindsey being at IMG Academy and still performing at a high level, that that's probably going to make him get a bump. The exposure, absolutely, man. There the competition go. he's seeing week in and week out and still producing at a high level, it, yeah. it gives you confidence that that bump is coming. For sure. Uh, the only one I uh, could see happening, and I'll be quick about this, but uh, I haven't watched this tape. Y'all know I don't do that. Uh, but D'Angelo Barber is so well respected among everybody that I talk to, who I trust their opinion of, that he's a he's a consensus three star. I think rivals might have him as a four, but everybody else has him as a three. He's an on three industry ranking three star. But dude, people love him. College coaches, SEC linebackers, defensive coordinators, they love this freaking kid. Love him. I understand he's not six two two forty. He's six foot one, maybe with cleats on. Uh, but man, this kid. According to them and the people that know, hell, you both of you think highly of him too. Uh, yeah. He is a stud middle linebacker, um, so I would keep my eye on him, especially with him being a three-star. I think he's an easy candidate to see his stock soar in the rankings. Oh, Eli, uh, Eli Double Lot, what is the last latest intel on Cam Coleman? How does this game affect his recruitment? It's a fair question, man. Everybody wants to know it. I wish I did. Yeah. Um, man, we've got theories here. Sure. Uh, but the latest intel on Cam Coleman, uh, of course, Keith Freeze went to see him last week, uh, last Friday night. Um, uh, from all indication, he had another great game, man. And just watching him catch 50-50 balls, it seems like each week and every week, uh, making plays there. Uh, he's going to Texas A&M, from what I'm told, this weekend to see the Auburn uh, game. And then he'll be back in Auburn for the Georgia game, along with Dalen Worship and I think uh, Wer- Dalen Upshaw and yes. Mal Waldrop. Uh, so, he'll, so, so for three weeks straight, he's getting a little Auburn taste. Auburn's obviously kicking it up. Man, how does this game affect his recruitment? I think it, I think it could potentially affect it. I don't know if it will decide it. No, it, I think we said it on the show, and I stand yeah. by Texas A&M. What's the temperature there at the end of the year? Is it volatile, where Jimbo may be losing his job, Damian may be losing his job, and the NIL piece? Where are we at on that? There you can, go. Can we leverage that enough that it's either matches or exceeds A&M's offer to him presently? And I think that that will be in place, but I think the volatility of what it's like at A&M at the end of the year will absolutely drive what happens in this recruitment. Because if Auburn's on the upswing and A&M's on the downswing, mm-hmm. NIL's all the same, well, to me, that makes a, a, a pretty appealing flip. I agree. 
I think he's definitely somebody to keep an uh, uh, keep an eye on, um, and we will obviously. J. Dot Designs. Who are some 2025 QBs to watch? This is a good one because Deuce Knight came off the board this past week. Deuce Knight, the four star from uh, Loosedale, Mississippi, George County, uh, committed to Notre Dame of all places. Did not see that coming. I did not. I thought it was Auburn, Tennessee, and I didn't think Auburn. I, I, I kind of felt like the buzz around Auburn with him, not him, but on Auburn's side, had kind of yeah. diminished. Yeah, it's not down a bit. yeah, you know, Alvin Henderson talks a big game, and, and listen, they're both friends, and but uh, but even then, I was like, I wasn't hearing a lot. Let's put it that way. Um, the two names that I've heard are George McIntyre, yes, yeah, and then uh, Ra- Montgomery, uh, was it Luke Ryan, I think Ryan yeah. Montgomery, Ryan Montgomery, yeah, yeah, um, Finley, Ohio, is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. yes. He is going to, as a matter of fact, he's, his dad is uh, Mike. There you go. I've been talking to Mike and Ryan. They're thinking, what time is the game? We're, they're about, uh, they're going to make a decision this week on whether or not they're coming to that Georgia game. Whew. Would be big. Uh, he, he's he's a pretty good player. I, you also have Antoine Hill in there. I, I don't know how much. Feel like he was sort of on the same level as, as Deuce Knight as far as how hard Auburn's recruiting. And I do think Auburn was recruiting Deuce Knight pretty hard at one point, but then maybe just opened things back up and said, let's just look around. And I don't know all the reasons for that, but um, we definitely started hearing less about him. And that's, I, that's for sure. To back up what Jeffrey's saying, I've been hearing, hearing the George McIntyre buzz for a while now. I think the door's open there. I honestly believe that it is. I think he's number one, isn't he? I think so. Do I have that confirmed with somebody on their staff? Absolutely not, and they wouldn't tell me that if they. Even no, I if, mean, I think is he number one ranked quarterback in the country? I'm looking at it right now. He's number two. Number um, two. Bryce Underwood. Yeah, I mean that kid's insane. Deuce Knight number three. KJ Lacey number four. Antoine Hill number five. There's, there's We're going to see a lot of shakeup. This was an early list. This was. I'm yeah, in the top twenty. Uh, he is a four star uh, as well. But there's a connection there. Um, I'm almost positive. I think Mac, Mike McIntyre, head coach at FIU, former defensive coordinator at Ole Miss, um, is his uncle. His brother played for his father at Vanderbilt University. I think they're tied in to Kent Alston. Um, so there's a connection mm-hmm. there that they're working. Um but, yeah, it, it, they're legitimately in the game there. Would I call them the leader? No, but I thought Alabama was the runaway leader for George McIntyre probably about three months ago. Yeah. I would say that that has changed considerably and that there is a group of schools there now where I thought that it was just one school sticking out for him. Uh, let's see. That's a good question, though. Uh, those are going to be – the 2025 quarterbacks, obviously, is going to be the first position, really, you're, you're keeping an eye on. Um, uh, but uh, <clears throat> AU Tiger. 69. Speaking of Alvin Henderson, is Alvin Henderson the top 2025 running back target? Does Deuce Knight committing to Notre Dame affect his recruitment? That has no effect on Alvin Henderson. I know they, you know, listen, every year you're going to get kids talking about package deals. We're going to the same school, this and that. Dude, it, I'm seriously, it hardly ever happens. It's fun to write about. It's fun to read about. It's fun to talk about. It never happens. No, it's it's less than ten percent unless they're less. one out of ten. I think that's fair. Nine out of ten times they don't go to the same school. Right. If they're brothers, different deal, right? Yeah, but for if, sure. if they're like just BFFs, nah. I, I'm with you on that. 
I truly can only think of one. I mean, remember we thought the Langston Hughes guys were going to stick together. They're all at different places. Um, really, the only one I can think of is James Smith and Quay Russo that did that. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I got. It's funny how Alabama seems to be able to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, I'm speaking Alabama. Alabama. I would say is the number one target. If he's not, he's up there with someone else. He's, he's right. in that spot. I, I will say this. I honestly think if you were to say, if you were to go look at Auburn's board, I think Anthony Rogers yes. would be number one. But he's committed to Alabama, and I think Alvin Henderson's 1B. Yeah. Uh, did you know there's a running back called Bo Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about this. I can't uh, remember where he's from. but How unfair is that? <laughs> oh, oh, Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. Huh. Good friend. You know his dad's a fan. Um, all right. AC97, as of now, how big is this Georgia game visit list? Woo-wee. My goodness, son. It's, uh, it's, it, it, here's the thing, man. Listen, I think you're still in the point in the program where you don't really give a shit what the score is, the outcome of the game. You want these kids on campus. You want them to see the environment at its peak. Yes. Right? I mean, it, it, listen, and listen, from what I've seen from Georgia, I don't think Auburn can win, but I'm not expecting 56-3. to three. No. Absolutely not. No. It, 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 Okay, anybody that watched the South Carolina game, and that game yeah. was in Athens, right? That wasn't at South Carolina. Yeah, remember the remember South Carolina didn't think the stadium was that uh, loud. Right. So to me, George is a little bit of a work in progress. Yes. Do I still favor them to win the game? Absolutely, because of the advantage they have on the line of scrimmage. But let's be honest here. Stetson Bennett did some things at quarterback for that Georgia team that they don't have in this year's quarterback. Yeah. Good. Crazy. Mike, Mike Bobo, very good play caller. Not the same OC they had last year, or it doesn't appear to be at this point. Maybe they get that going. But right now, I think that's going to be a competitive game. You know, one, two scores max. But you're right, Jay Lee. The environment, the atmosphere, selling need, playing time, yeah. all those things you sell in year one, I think that's going to be there. And if I'm Hugh Freeze, I'm putting a lot of eggs in that basket of putting a good showing on the field against the Georgia Bulldogs. Presently, we have uh, seven confirmed official visitors. K.J. Bolden, the five-star, still expected to come. Jeremiah Beeman, the four-star defensive lineman that's committed to Alabama, is coming. Auburn commitments, Joseph Phillips, Walker White, D'Angelo Barber, all three of those guys are coming. Favor Edwin, who likely or arguably is the top offensive tackle, at least in the high school ranks, is coming for an official visit. And then Laquan Robinson, the JUCO safety, is coming for an official visit. So right now we have seven official visitors. That's a lot, folks. And listen, that's probably not all of them. And then the unofficial visitor list will be endless. You know, um, I, I think we've gotten a question a couple times. Why would you set all these official visits up for a game that you might lose? You know, we've, I've gotten that question a couple times. And I think the answer is, how cool is it if you're a recruit to sort of hang out with the coaching staff and be around them while they're preparing for one of their biggest games? I just think that is so much more valuable than if they win or lose that game personally. And by the way, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but you're talking about Georgia and what they are right now. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest thing is that there's a lot of pressure on them to three-peat, mm. and it's only been done once. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. You, you want to try to take a guess at who has done it? Uh, in thirty. Yeah, in the I 30s? Was, I would suspect Alabama. Army. No. 
Notre Dame. Mm-mm. Minnesota. Oh. Minnesota. Thanks, Zach, in the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, Zach, all over. Oh, man. It was Minnesota. They, won, they did the three-peat. They only wanted to do it. Um, so a lot of pressure on Georgia to do that. And, and, look, each game is going to get harder for them for that reason. Interesting. Now, and I will tell you this, the other thing, and I think maybe people are not looking at it this way, how many of those are commitments, active commitments that are coming in to recruit for your school? They've already been there a ton of times, okay? So whether they get all the attention in the world to them is irrelevant. They're there for the atmosphere. They're there to help out. These are all guys that are locked. You think Walker White's looking at, you know, the Georgia game and going like, Man, they didn't show me enough attention at the game. I don't know if I'm, I'm if I'm shaky on my commitment. Yeah. Absolutely not. He's there to help pick up guys like a Laquan Robinson, flipping a KJ Bolden. You know what I mean? That's what they're there to do and to help execute. So understand that yes, it's seven, but really it's two with five five additional assistant coaches that are coming in to help you recruit. I think if anything, Walker White's feeling pretty good about his decision right now. Looking at last week when they opened up the offense, quarterback can go crazy. You know? Absolutely right. Good stuff there. Oh, Kushu Rabbit's back this week. He wants to know which current defensive back wide receiver recruits could play either side of the ball. Malcolm Simmons and Jalua Salmon. Go ahead, Cole. Take it. <laughs> I think I think Coochie Rabbit knew the answer to that question. He just asked it because he wanted to confirm it to himself. And those are the two. And it's really no more difficult than that. So good question, but I give you credit there, Coochie. I think you knew the answer to that one for I sure. Do. No and they both can play either one, by the way. Sure. I think, yeah, I think Jay Lee planted that question the way Lane Kiffin planted that uh, troll question for Kevin Steele the other day in his press conference. Oh, that was awful. Embarrassing. <laughs> Awkward. Hey, <laughs> you full-time wants to know, should Auburn be worried with Carter visiting Texas? DeAndre Carter visiting oh. Texas. Worried? I think you. Any time a kid takes an official visit and they're committed, you're you're concerned. But is the kid being transparent with you? Are they being honest? What's the communication like? So, I'd put it at a five. You know, because you look, Texas is hot. You want to be careful about that one. But I'm not like clawing my eyeballs out about it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not that level of anxious. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief that any time any recruit committed to another school takes a, an official visit to another school, something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Sure. And he's already picked Auburn over Texas once. He had been to Texas before he committed to Auburn. I don't think that's a uh, – I think that's right. I think that's right. Let me let, let me let me be sure on that. You're correct. Okay. He took yep. an, he had taken an unofficial visit to Texas uh, in January. So, uh, let's go. Uh, Contos32, is Jeremy Garrett going all out for Beeman, Jeremiah Beeman, uh, Kamarion Franklin, LJ McCray, and the first one to jump in gets the spot? No. Uh, well, is he going all out for those? Absolutely. As far as I know, he's going all out for Jeremiah Beeman. He's going all out for Kamarion Franklin. He's going all out for LJ McCray. I don't think there's one spot for those, one of you know, Negative. I think they take all There's three <laughs> spots for those guys. Yeah, those are special players. Yeah, basically, right now you, you might be leaving a spot open for the portal at, at defensive line or two. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you got the three of them, you go. All right, we'll we'll sacrifice yeah. a spot before. Yeah, you find spots on the roster for all three of those guys, especially at the defensive line position. Oh, Jake, 
I was going to say, in that vein, they, they, they would take them. But like, if they said in tomorrow, they're not refusing any of those. You know what I mean? Like, there's no precedent there. So you're right. Right. Let's see. Uh, right. Listen, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Agreed. In this hypothetical world where Auburn can get all three of those, hell yeah, they're going to take all three of them. All right. <laughs> they're going to have spots. All right. Jaycos79, is there a 24, 25, or 26 linebacker recruit? That's as violent as Trey Blackman. I haven't watched in the I feel I, you're asking the wrong person. Cole and Jay Head watched a lot of film, probably more than anybody. So if there was somebody like that nationally, I mean, uh, let me put it this way: if there were an Auburn guy that had that reputation, you guys would know about it. Yes. Yeah. It, Trey. You know, Trey was a special breed in high school, man, the way he could attack the ball and get downhill. Um, That's like saying, is there a running back out there with Noel Devine-type talent? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, they're just different skill sets, skill sets at that position. Um, guys were actively recruiting. Is there a skill set like Trey Blackman's? No. Um, and to be yeah. honest, I think Tuberville mismanaged that situation. But that's another story for another day. Um, but I really like the linebackers we've got in this class. I I, I love them, um, and I think that next year's class has a chance to be equally as special. The problem is they don't make linebackers like that anymore. Right. You're not taught to be downhill in the box anymore. You're taught, hey, i got to be in coverage all the time. Mm-hmm. Side to side, I hear you. But, I mean, um, you know, D.J. Barber's that traditional linebacker mm-hmm. we like. That's the thing. He's he's He is that kind of guy. I don't know if he's Trey Blackman crazy. You know, like you may want, um, or Takeo Spikes or something like that. It, it's more like, yeah. you know, he's a Deshaun Davis type where he's in the box and he's making all these plays because he can see it and he understands it. And, and he, his, his first step is forward and not worried about coverage all the time. Yeah. And it's a really good thing to have. And, and I think we don't talk about it a lot, but Joe Phillips has a lot of physicality in his game. Yes, he does. Pretty uh, physical. Grady Hall wants to know, are there recruiting opportunities to benefit from Bama's performances this year? Bama, of course, lost to Texas at home, went to South Florida, struggled mightily with the Bulls. Um, Can't decide on a quarterback. Have tried three different ones. The offensive line looks atrocious. (laughs) Uh, So, are there recruiting opportunities? Heck, yes. Yeah. To benefit for Auburn. Absolutely. Jeremiah Beeman being one. I think the opportunity's been there. Maybe a little controversial. I don't think that – I'm not saying I predicted Alabama to not look good so far. I'm saying Nick Saban's old, like we were talking about. There is a recruiting tool out there right now where you can say, hey, what if you don't get to play for Nick Saban? Right. You know, and odds are you're not. Let's be honest here. Odds are, yeah, you're not. I mean, what – I mean – who knows? He he could do what Joe Paterno did and do it until the day he dies, right? That could be how he goes about it. I I don't know. I can't predict. He's Seventy-one, it. by the way. He'll be uh, he'll be seventy-two in October. Uh, in, uh, of course, on Halloween. Right. And at some point, look. Hold on, that's not right. He was born in fifty-one, and this is what he'll be seventy-three. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's gonna be seventy-three. Um, in six weeks, 73. So signing day, he'll be 73 years old. I didn't know that. Right. I mean, and look, Nick Saban is a machine. I fully believe that. He's done it at a high level for a very long time. But at some point, your energy level starts to go somewhat, right? Is he going to be able to continue the pace that he's been on for the last 15 years 
at, at Alabama. I just don't Tell think me you haven't seen a different Saban this year. I have. I, I personally have. I, I, I feel like things are a little bit different there. Does that mean that they won't be good? No, it doesn't. But it also means I don't think this staff is scared of Alabama right now. And, again, we, this is something we talked about in the pre-show, um, where this staff is saying, you know what, we flipped or got two guys that they – and Demarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson that Alabama absolutely wanted. Yep. That, these weren't guys they passed on. These are guys they wanted, and head up, we beat them. Fairly um, and rightly so. So I think this staff isn't scared. And, look, the state of Alabama produces a lot of talent. You start to get more than 50%, which is where we're at right now in the top ten. You start to get more than 50, well, something starts to tip in Auburn's favor at that point. I like that. And Alabama's as good as anywhere in the country. Right. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. NSB underscore WDE. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm making sure I read this. In short, what makes freeze – company different and hopefully better at recruiting than other previous regimes. Zach says the question specifically asking the difference between Freeze and Malzahn. So what makes Freeze and company different at recruiting than Malzahn? J-Head, do you have a smart answer to this? Yes, um, and that's the value they place on the quarterback position and offensive line recruiting. And I know that we haven't seen that to this point in this class, but I think those were the two deficiencies that Gus had. Beyond, say, Bo Nix and Nick Marshall, and obviously Jared Stidham, who he had great success with, if you look at the quarterback recruiting underneath Gus, it was just kind of mediocre, right? And his system wasn't overly appealing to a lot of different kinds of quarterbacks. Hugh Freeze, you're not going to necessarily have that issue. He's going to be able to accentuate a lot of different facets in the passing game and getting you ready for the pros, and he's got evidence of showing Malik Willis, Chad Kelly, multiple other guys that he's put in the NFL. So I think that part is different. I think the relational aspect and how easy Coach Freeze is with having various conversations and the emphasis he puts on recruiting is different. I mean, I think Gus, recruiting was important, and Jeffrey, you covered it. But I don't think Gus was that closer that Hugh Freeze is when you get into a living room. Not personable like uh, Hugh. Right. You know, he had great assistants that recruited. You had Travis Williams. You had – Charles and Woodson, you had multiple. McGriff was on that staff. Tim Horton, a lot of guys I have a lot of respect for as recruit Rodney Garner. Uh, but they were kind of the more featured closer, where and Gus was kind of a complimentary close. Whereas Who's I think the wide receivers coach, Damian Craig and Cody Burns. Cody, and so Damian was obviously a closer. Right, both, sure. of them, both of them had some success for sure. Right, but I think Freeze is the closer on this staff. I think that's different. Um, and then I think offensive line recruiting, the way they've attacked it, has been very different from the way Gus kind of went about things, whereas they have a very wide board and they're constantly looking at guys. Gus had a very narrow board of offensive linemen, and he didn't do enough to kind of work those backup options. Had they worked backup options early on, they wouldn't have been left empty-handed like they were a couple of times as you got right. to signing day when you missed out some of, some of your bigger targets. So I think an expanded offensive line board, Probably the emphasis or the way the head coach closes in recruiting and then the quarterback recruiting is all very different from the way Gus Malzahn handled things. And he also wanted to know, uh, were Malzahn's classes overrated? Because they were top ten classes. I mean, let's be honest, they were top eight classes. The problem with Gus was that he had he recruited positions so well. He really did. Yeah. And then he bombed over here on the offense. And let's talk about – you mentioned the quarterbacks. The problem with Gus was 
course, off, everybody knows offensive line recruiting was non-existent uh, practically. But quarterbacks, he always had like one great one and nobody underneath. Like his his depth chart was, you know, he always had a great starter. Yeah. Right. But it, it was the depth that he, you know, every year he would sign a quarterback, and one out of every four. We're pretty good. We're serviceable, right? You had Nick Marshall, you had Jarrett Stidham, you had Bo Nix. But who were who were behind those guys? Jeremy Johnson. Like the oh, one what? Kyle Frazier? Yeah. Clint Mosley. Malik Willis was the one backup that had potential. And then obviously he transferred to Liberty and that's when he really started to excel. Joey Gatewood. Joey okay. Gatewood. Oh, Barrett yeah. Trotter had some Barrett Trotter did, did okay. Yeah, he did. Um Barrett was good. I mean Barrett was good. It, I like Barrett anyways. Sean White. Yeah. But, you know, Barrett, Barrett Trotter was recruited by the guy that you guys got a picture of, you know, moving his books out of the, <laughs> out of the football complex on Tony Franklin. Hell, I, I, I'd move me, too. <laughs> oh, oh, Tony Franklin? Hell, yeah, I'd move man. me, too. Um, <laughs> but you're right, Jeffrey. The, the, the depth was never where it needed to be, and I think part of that was when you go back and you look very early on, they did not stick in the dual-threat quarterback world where Gus would have been successful had he stayed with that. That was the problem, wasn't it? You know, you had a chance that Lamar Jackson begged to come here, and you took Tyler Queen. You know what I mean? That move probably right there changes the, the trajectory of Gus Malzahn's whole tenure at Auburn if you sign Lamar Jackson in that class. And ten years later, you're at UCF. Yeah. Uh- I tell you what, this question is fantastic because I'm sitting here just going back and forth on things. Um, but I, in, on one hand, I think it's almost not fair to compare the two because you have the portal now and you have NIL, so that's you know that's totally different than what Gus was doing, in my sure. opinion. Um, and there were some good classes, there were some good players that Gus brought. Very in. good, very good. Yeah, well, I think you hit the nail on the head though, Jayhead, with the offensive line emphasis. I mean, look, you know. There was the possibility that Isaiah Miller and Cam Stutz weren't going to play this week or were injured or banged up, whatever. Yeah, you're okay. You got Jaden Muskrat. You got, you know, you got Gunnar Britton can slide out the tackle. You'd be okay. That was not the case with Malzahn, dude. You lost somebody, you're in trouble. Yes. Again, again, transfer portal. That helps right. you. Too. But uh, I think resiliency is one thing, just from my observation. I didn't cover it like you, Jeffrey, so – I don't have as good of an opinion on this, I don't think. But resiliency, you know, when somebody commits somewhere else, it ain't over. They're acting like it's just the next day and nothing happened. And, and they ended up getting a lot of flips last year. They've gotten some this year. You know, they'll they'll end up getting some more before it's over with, if you ask me. That would be my prediction. Um, so I just think that's maybe something that's different. Hey, you swanee. How will Coach Hugh Freeze flip the script? In the trenches, mm-hmm. this coming recruiting classes. <clears throat> well, he's got some work to do. But we saw what he did in the transfer portal. You just heard Cole talk about it. You just heard Cole talk about, well, if this guy get and this guy get hurt, guess what? He's got another guy ready to go in. Uh, but you can't do that year in and year out. You're going to have to have the high school guys. You're going to have to build the depth from right from ground up. Yes. Um, and if, let me get my numbers right. They signed five. High school offensive lineman. Yes. Not four, like I thought. Connor Lou, Tyler Johnson, Clay Weed, and Dylan Senda, Braden Joyner. Yep. 
so you've got five guys, five true freshmen right now. You've got DeAndre Carter, and they, you know they want at least – they're offering guys at least, at least two, two more. more. At yeah, least two more, plus a Juco. Yeah. I, if they can I, get him. I absolutely think they – and I've been saying that for a while, that they wanted the Juco to help layer the depth. I mean, look. Yes. Look at the class that Eston Harris came in. One offensive lineman in that class. That's way too top-heavy in certain spots. Is that the sophomore class? Yeah, that's the well. It's the redshirt freshman class right now. He'll sure. be a sophomore next year. That is wild, man. That's it is, wild. isn't it? Like the, that's where we were in the Harson era. That we took one offensive lineman in that class. Mm. That's just, that is a recipe for disaster. Because you're right, Jeffrey. You can only recruit the portal so much. A, it's expensive to recruit the portal. Very. Two, offensive line is a cohesion position where guys need to be groomed together collectively as a group. People kind of miss that, you know what I mean? And the transfer portal, while we got some really great kids out of it, it's a little bit of a mercenary mindset, right, being in the portal. When you're trying to build culture, it's important to have that high school talent, those junior college kids that are coming in, they're going to buy in. And they're going to preach and practice all the things that you're asking them to do. Transfers sometimes, depending on who you get, have the mindset of, dude, I'm coming in to get mine and I'm getting to the league. Period. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Good stuff there. Uh, I thought Kirby Smart was the one who really flipped the script from inside out uh, when he got to Georgia and talking about those yeah. defensive offensive linemen. Things Sayer, who's your best prospect for a pass rusher, Cole? Best prospect for a pass rusher. I, right now it's Joe Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you got him committed. They're still hard after Jamonte Waller. We know that. Uh, I don't know what the what the chances are there. I don't. I don't. I just don't know. Um, Cameron Fountain. Is there you go. That That's was interesting. Cool. Is he really fast and twitchy off the edge? I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think so. I think he's going to grow into an end, honestly. Okay. I, he's got a lot of Caleb Wooden to me. When I watch him, I see a guy that's going to develop into a strong side end if he can add weight. Um, well, is, is Joe Phillips built like Jeff Holland? Bigger, but, yeah, he's got the same kind of twitch. He's lengthier, I think. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a prospect now, Joe it, Phillips. Because you see him coming off the edge and being oh, yeah. a problem for yeah. offensive tackles. Okay. That's, that's, that's what he is. That's what he is, for sure. Look, and in Ron Roberts' scheme, the way he loves to play him in space and then line him up down in the box, um, Joe can do all of that. And I, I think he's going to truly excel in this scheme. Speaking oh. of Waller. Can I say this real quick, Jeffrey? Sure. The, uh, it just kind of popped in my head. Maybe another difference is I don't I don't feel concerned when, when – thinking about how they're going to fill out a roster, the staff. I think they've proven that they're going to do that well yeah. at every position. Now, you know, you still have some limitations right now, but, my gosh, you got 20-something players out of the portal. You did everything you could, right? So 
offensive line, defensive line, pass rusher, where they may not get that in high school class, they're going to load up there in the portal. There you go. They're going to do it. Seems like that would be an easy position to recruit for the portal. I mean, just line your ass up and get back to the quarterback. I mean, there's not a lot, right? You you ask where value is, right? It, is 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 there more value in going ahead and getting a, a class of six freshman offensive linemen, or getting three and then getting three in the portal who can play? You know, it it just depends on where your roster is at. And right now, it's still in the process of, of being built. It mm-hmm. is not there yet. You know, along those same veins, here comes JMJ Double Lot Sixteen said, "If we, if we could only get one of each, we talked about both of these guys just right now. Who would y'all think is a better fit for need?" Is it Javante Waller? Is it Cameron Felt? Waller. I think it's Waller, yeah. So he's more your speed guy off the edge. Cameron Fountain's more of your defensive end, Colby Wooden. Um, Cole, Cameron, go ahead, I'm sorry. I think Cameron Fountain is probably – Did Derek Hall? No, I, I think he'd probably play more in the role of Elijah McAllister right now. Okay. In this defense. Um, is he making a big impact? Elijah McAllister? Yeah. I don't think so either. I mean, I just haven't heard his name a lot. I think Cameron Fountain's got more ability. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I, I'm not really comparing the two, more so just the role they play. Okay, I hear you. I right. hear you. Okay. That position. Yeah. But, yeah, but I think his body, he's going to be 270-plus. You know what I mean? Once he's, he gets he's got a big frame. We saw that this past weekend. And I just don't know how conducive that is to play in that true jack position in this defense with what you need to be able to do, the versatility that they want in that position. Well, I think I think what Ron Roberts' defense is, the, the NFL has started this trend where they call somebody a positionless player. Absolutely. That's, that's like the honey badger. Like, you can line him up wherever you want to. He's going to make a difference. In my opinion, Jamonte Waller is that kind of football player. Yes. I don't think he's this or that. I think he's a football player and he can blitz. So figure it out. You know, wherever you want to put him, he'll make it happen. Harold Perkins, Zach in the back says, is the yeah, best current no example of that. Absolutely. Uh, the Pearly Gates wants to know, what is the biggest difference in recovering for you, Jay Lee, Auburn basketball and football recruiting? The biggest difference is there are three guys to cover in basketball recruiting and there are 300 in football recruiting. It's so much easier. Uh, for basketball recruiting, it really is uh, because there's just it's just the pool is so slim. I mean, you look at Auburn's 2024 class; they've got a commitment. They might they might take another or two. Uh, you're already looking at 2025s. You know, maybe one or two um, if they go to the transfer portal. It's just a, it's, it's such a smaller pool. It's a lot less to keep up with. Uh, basketball also nationally, the, the the intel is so much easier to come by because. You've got the, the the Joe Tiftons, you've got the Jamie Shaws, you got these guys who are at every one of these camps who know exactly what's going on. You can always reach out to those guys in the On3 network. On3 does a fantastic job of covering basketball recruiting. Uh, and then you got 24-7 does the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, so you've got – in football, you've got so many people. And you, 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 so you're hearing a lot of different things. But in basketball, it seems like it's just a lot easier. The intel comes a little bit more um, – and these coaches have been here a while. I've got relationships, uh, very good relationships with all the basketball coaches. So uh, it's just a lot easier when it comes to basketball recruiting as far as I'm concerned. I probably don't do a good job as I should have, but what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. So I mentioned earlier in the show, thanks, everybody, for putting in your questions, man. We appreciate all of those. Awesome. Uh always like to be interactive in our shows. 
if at all possible. Um, we did see Auburn offer at least two new offensive linemen this week, um, pretty recently. The Andrew A.J. Dennis, you know, we talked about our, some people have actually asked about Michigan State, the situation in Michigan State with Mel Tucker being fired. And would, would Auburn be able to poach any of that? Was it any possible? Well, Auburn's at least offered one of their commitments in Andrew A.J. Dennis. I think he's from Michigan. But yeah. Auburn's certainly giving it, a, giving it a whirl with him. Jake, Jake Thornton had a really long, in-depth conversation with him. What's today? Wednesday, Monday night, I believe. And then I tell you what, Cole, yesterday we were waiting on this. I've been waiting on this. Juco offensive lineman. And here we are, three to four games into the junior college season, and, you're, and some offers are starting to go out. You're starting to see some senior season highlights, game highlights. Offers are going out. This is kind of a re-offer time. Not, not, not re-offering somebody, but a, a second stage of offering. You know, you've got three to four games on the books, and people are starting to see your videos. Auburn offered Javen Richardson, who is a junior college offensive tackle. I believe he's a tackle from Hutchison out in Kansas. So a couple of new offers out there. And then uh, Cole had a new on-three recruiting prediction. Laquan Robinson, speaking of junior colleges, uh, the JUCO defensive back who was originally from Greenville, Alabama, who has set up his official visit to Auburn for next week when Georgia comes to town. He's got friends on the team. You know, he and Keldrick Falk are buds. Um, you know, all those guys from the Wiregrass, man, they're pretty all pretty close. If you if you can ball out in the Wiregrass, uh, you, you know who each other uh, are. So, uh, mm-hmm. Juan Robinson, Cole, what, you feel good? About, obviously, you feel good enough about him to uh, to put him on the board. I think I've got him at fifty five percent on the hot board. I, I think Auburn's the team to beat. Uh, but you said, hey, count me in, and I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Matter of fact, go the night before last night. I was thinking, why don't you go ahead and do that? I'm like you, Jeffrey, when you're putting the percentages there and you're like, you know, it, it just seems right to report it this way right now. And um, a prediction is a little bit more than maybe putting a percentage. But sure. I, I, the more I watch the staff work, it, it was like I was saying earlier with, with how they fill out a roster. I do believe from watching the, the lack of depth at safety right now that they're mm-hmm. going to take a couple guys there. Um, even more than they already have with Jaden Lewis and, and Kinsley Faustin, these guys that can play safety. Even Jalen Crawford, who we talked about, can play nickel or safety as well as corner. So I, I just feel like they need another – instead of waiting on the portal, they go, look, this guy's got experience and we know he's good. Been recruiting him for a mm-hmm. long time, actually, even when he was at Greenville. So I think they've seen enough and went, let's, let's do what we can to get this guy. And I think that's that's the process. Now, Ole Miss is in this. I know he visited Ole Miss very recently for a game uh, or something like that. He visited them. But I do believe Auburn might be the place he wants to be. I, I completely agree. I'd be absolutely shocked if he went anywhere else. Now that I know that he said an official visit, now that I know uh, from talking to sources that Auburn absolutely wants this kid, I, I would be absolutely shocked in Florida if he, if he ended up elsewhere. Um, I, I'm right there with you, Cole. If, if if I haven't put one in yet, I probably will soon because I absolutely feel like he'll he'll end up at Auburn. Um, I tell you what, we haven't talked since last week, but speaking of that Sanford game and that visit list, and you know uh, who was the uh, USC commitment? We just talked about him, Cameron Fountain. But let's not forget about the Clemson commitment. Yes, the, the Miami commitment. The two running backs who were there: David Iziome, Iziomume. 
Eziomume? Eziomume? You sure don't want me saying it. That's for sure. Eziomume? I think it's Eziomume. Okay. Eziomume. We're going to go with that for now. That sounds good. Um, And Kevin Riley. Both of these four-star running backs were in Auburn. We saw them with our own eyes. uh, Cole saw David. (laughs) Cole saw the Clemson commit. Uh, We spoke briefly with Kevin Riley. He declined. But, uh, you know, we have been tracking this running back board and kind of knew probably some more names are going to pop up because what do we have, Duke Watson? We knew about Duke Watson, who was kind of up here, and then he was down here, and then he was up here. You know, he never really got back to that. Remember when Auburn offered him? Auburn was all over him. Thought he might commit, flip from Louisville. Then it kind of died down. He didn't come to Big Cat. Haven't heard much about him since then. Then, boom, here we are with the Sanford game. Here comes Kevin Riley, and here comes David Iziome. Iziome. And I thought – I thought that was very interesting. Talked to some people after that game, and Auburn loves this Easy Omume kid. Mm-hmm. Really love his ceiling. And I feel like if you get one of those two guys, Jay Head, to go with Fat Burnett, now you're cooking with some peanut oil. You really are. And to me, why not shoot high? Because I don't think sure. it's at this point that Jarquez Hunter is turning pro like we assumed at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, right? So either you get a marquee back in this class – um, or Jarquez returns. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it to me, it's a win-win. So there's no, to me, there's no fear in going after a mainline guy. And I think, I honestly believe, if they get towards the end and they think Jarquez is turning pro and they're not going to get one of these guys, a guy like Brandon Hood will be there if they really want to turn to that player at that point. But they may just prefer to go to the portal. They may say, you know what, this is our list from the high school ranks, and if we don't like somebody from here, well, then we're absolutely going to go to the portal and we'll find somebody there. So, you know, either which way. Uh, I was looking back over my hot board, um, some of the risers in here. Um, Well, obviously, Laquan Robinson made a big jump over the weekend. Yes. Looking back at the offensive, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure just having those two guys on your uh, running back board now, Kevin Riley, Dave, David Eziomume. Um, listen, man, I, I've got Cam Coleman at 25. I feel like all the uh, the, the interest from him and Auburn over the next few weeks, and you got to think he's coming back for the Iron Bowl, probably see him again in December. Hugh Freeze was, as far as we know, that was the first game Hugh Freeze went to. Boom. Uh uh, and then, hey, let's don't forget about that tight end from Utah, Roger Saliapaga. Yep. Yeah, I think Auburn's uh, moving on up the ranks with that one. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to put a prediction in for Auburn or anything like that, but Auburn, Oregon, Colorado. You know, I moved him. I, I, that's what I did. I put him at thirty percent. Some people said, oh, I was expecting him to be a little higher." Look, as far as I know, that visit moved Auburn into his top three. Yeah. Uh, that's about as good as you can hope for coming out of that visit is that now Auburn is a factor with Oregon and Colorado, and then you hope they stay there, maybe move one or two, and then you come back in the, uh, November for the official visit for the Iron Bowl, and then you, he leaves there going, maybe they're number one. Maybe right. they're not number three. Maybe they're number one. And I think that relationship with Big Agamai is huge. When you talk about how close-knit that community is, that Pacific Islander, Samoan background there, I think that's going to play a massive factor. Does that mean that you get him out of 
You know, who are his other two? Colorado, who's as hot as anybody. Do they sure. really feature a tight end in their offense? All right. Oregon, who I know has a lot of uh, players with Polynesian backgrounds that are on their roster. Does he feel comfortable there? Where does he feel most comfortable? And I think Big Ag- Ben Agamai is going to be a big part of that. And, look, that's a position to me. We absolutely want to flex tight end in this class. I think right now he's the most obtainable, given that Florida looks a little bit better this week. Yeah. Than they looked the previous week. I think flipping Amir Jackson is now going to be a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. So, if you're looking for a guy, and then look, a guy, um, and Cole, I, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here, but a guy that was on your hot board that absolutely has been intriguing to me, and you hear he's got a massive had a massive senior season so far, but that's Jalen Brown. Um, I think that's a name worth tracking, and a guy that I'm trying to to get some film on right now, so I can kind of see. But you love his frame and love his size, that's for sure. Yeah, there's. Where did I put him. Oh, I'll put him on the defensive line. Okay. Yeah. He is interesting. There's a couple of in-state guys like that, obviously, that are still out there, like him, Reese Baker, and uh, you know, a couple guys that I'm tracking too. But it's the in-state guys at this point. You think if you get to this point and they don't have offers, that might be a bad sign. But who knows? I mean, you never know how senior seasons are going to go. The three of us sat here and said a long time ago. Hey, everybody, let's calm down a little bit. we still got an entire season of football to go here. There's a lot that's going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, because July, June, July, that felt like signing day. It really did. Yeah, and who was the kid out of Opelika that we offered late last year, the one that was committed to Coastal Carolina? Uh, Brent Williams. Yeah, Brent, Brent Williams, Williams, who I think has a chance to be a very good player at Auburn when it's all said. Notice, by the way, he got in against uh, uh, Sanford. Mm-hmm. And put his hand on the ground. Was not playing Jack. Was playing it. I thought that was interesting. You know, I was looking over the uh, the hot board, and man, I, I, I'm just doing the stats for these guys. But Malik Blockton, as far as I'm concerned, has been having a damn good year. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watched the video I put together of him from all the yeah. highlights the other night. He played well. Um, he's better than I thought. Yeah, you know, he's. he's I don't know that he's you know. I don't know where he he's ranks. Unbelievable, unbelievable length. And he, he is really growing into that frame the right way, and he looks good, and he's athletic. So you add all those things together, and he, he's got the makings to be a really good defensive lineman one day. I think he's a, a work in progress getting there, but, you know, he's going to be very talented when he gets up there. Uh, well, that's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, interesting to track the Georgia commitment list, I mean, uh, visitors list, uh, see if anybody falls off the official visitor list, if anybody is added onto the official visitor list. We'll have a full rundown of the unofficial visitors next week. Auburn obviously goes to Texas A&M this weekend, so it'll be a little bit quiet on the Plains. I do have some how about you's this week. I have a few, actually. No, go I ahead. Do. I do. I do. Let me let me get you started. Let me get you all started. Y'all have time to think. Okay. I how, how about you to the pearl, at the pearly gates? How about you to War Dan Eagle? How about you to Eagle Five? You know he's a damn good guy and poster, and I just somehow skip over his. How about you every once in a while? But I got you this week, Eagle Five. How about you, big dog? How about you to AU for Auburn One? How about you to Dependent Squirrel Two? Not to be confused with Dependent Squirrel 1. Dependent Squirrel 2. How about you, big dog? How about you, the big boys football? <laughs> Made me laugh. And how about you, the Chad F93? If I'm not mistaken, man, 
Uh, Chad F93 received some really good news recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My baby boy is home today after 83 days in the NICU, born at 29 weeks. He got strep, but I spent a lot of time at the hospital. This boy really kept uh, kept me going, uh, made it go by a whole lot faster. Thankful to be a part of this board. We're thank you, thankful to have you as part of this board, Chad F93. Congratulations, big dog. Glad to hear the good news. Big how about you? And a big how about you to your baby boy as well. There you go. 100. Uh, I got a few. All right. Big one, the Coochie Rabbit. Coochie! Did not know, Coochie, that your football knowledge was so good, man. You need to share that a little bit more. I've really been impressed this week. So, big one to you. I'm going to go with my man, Danny Archer. Been around forever. Old Danny Archer. Um, RJ24. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I am Rico. I am Rico. I am Rico. L.A. Whip. Yeah. That's a good one. And um, and I also go in for Chad F. And, right. and, and my man Souls. Go with Souls. Oh, Souls. All right. That's some good how about you, Jay Head. You got anything you want to follow in for you? Yeah, make that um, Chad F. Cubed there All right. is what it is. Um, souls as well. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out, or not a shout out, excuse me, a how about you to Bobby Sweatpants. Um, he had a uh, an interesting dialogue with Rice the other day that got me tickled. Um, and then uh, Pearly Gates. All right. Uh, you know, said so that this is his favorite podcast, loves listening to on the Auburn Network, you know what I mean, or in the Auburn Sphere. Yeah. Want to appreciate uh, Pearly Gates for that one. And then a how about you to Cole Pinkston for his own three-corner message board takeover the last day and a half. How about you, brother? Hey, all right. I think that's my first one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it, man. Appreciate you. You're fired up, McDonald. Yeah, man. That's you know, good. I have given J-Head several how about you's on here, Cole. I have failed. I, 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 honestly, though. I haven't noticed. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, only today, man. I was in the woods today. I was in the woods from it's 5 a.m. to 2:38 a.m. I mean p.m. I was speaking Mr. Allen's language yesterday. So yes, sir. Okay. You were. All right. That, that plays into it, I think. <laughs> A little bit. I was I was in the kitchen cooking up my Hello Fresh, big dog. Oh, I hear you, big dog. Hey, you need to try the. I think it's the. Pork and pepper enchiladas. Ooh, yes, that was like I added that every week. Like that, that was the one I kept having to. In fact, I, I now even though even when we don't have HelloFresh, I cook that one on my own. Okay, that's that's my favorite, man. I did try some Tajin, uh on my watermelon. Y'all remember people talking about the Tajin yeah, seasoning? Yeah. Tajin, is that what? It was? How, how was it? Oh, it's T A J I N. Yeah, Tajin. That's what it's called. That's what I said. <laughs> hey, put that on some pineapple. Tajin was good. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Cajun. No, Tajin. I yeah. just assumed you were talking about the. Okay. Yeah, we'll call it. Right? Is it Italian? I, brother, you know you don't want me to try. No, well, I, I tried it, man. It's good on watermelon. 
I, I don't know that I like it better than salt, but it's good. I, I hear you. I can see where some people would like. Okay. Pineapple. Put it on pineapple. It's a game changer. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to do it and put that down. All right, folks, let's cut it off there, man. Great show, as always. Thank you so much for all the support with those questions. We uh, we appreciate the uh, the talking points, man. We want to talk about what you guys want to hear about. So we appreciate all the questions there. We will be back Sunday night, obviously, for the call-in show. I think Cole and Justin will be back Thursday with a little football show. We'll be all return on Friday with a modcast. We'll see what Auburn does this weekend as they travel to Texas A&M. I think it's a 2.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff. 11. That's right, because I'm going. I'm, I'm going fly fishing. <laughs> I'm going fly fishing in the afternoon, so I'll probably catch the second half later. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back Sunday night for the Colin Show specifically. Um, well, that'll do it, man. We appreciate everybody listening, man. We appreciate everybody watching, as always. Appreciate all the Auburn uh, live on three subscribers. Absolutely love what we're doing, and we couldn't do it without you. Thanks again, man. For Cole, for Jay Head, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of the left lane. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.